Welcome to the Small Business Big Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Zarekor. This podcast is loaded with raw stories from real people running successful businesses with heart to encourage and inspire you along your journey. We will focus on the heart behind the business, aka you, the business owner, by sharing their heart, their story, and the passion behind why they started in the first place. As a business owner myself, I'm here to remind you that in the midst of the organized chaos that comes with running a business, good things do indeed happen to good people. My goal and heart for this podcast is that you will walk away with lessons learned from people who have walked a similar journey for the inspiration to keep going. Chase that big, scary dream. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Small Business Big Heart Podcast. It's a new month, and there's something about that little transition that just makes me feel so refreshed and ready to go. But y'all, considering it's June, summer's starting up, and I know I have the tendency to maybe look outside a little bit more, maybe get outside a little bit more, and not open up my laptop as much. I tend to lay off the gas pedal, and I just want to enjoy the season. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I am all intentional about resting, but I don't want to lose that much momentum this year. And once I made that decision and became aware of that, I knew that I needed to speak up and ask for accountability to keep me in check throughout this season. Because sometimes if we're being honest with ourselves, we just need a little bit of an accountability check and fire under our butts. Amen? Allow me to introduce you to my accountability partner. My guest this week has been a huge voice in my life when it comes to business and relationships. She was someone who inspired me back in the day to quit my nine to five and start Copper Heart. She actually helped me name it too. And to this day, she still holds me accountable and encourages me along every step of my entrepreneurial journey. I am so excited to share my dear friend and client, Teresa White. Teresa is a business coach and mentor for service-based business owners. She's passionate about helping women entrepreneurs use their God-given talents to start and grow a thriving business. On this episode, Teresa shares her story of becoming a business owner and what led her to coaching female entrepreneurs. We discuss the power of pivoting. Ugh cuss word, but you know what? It's fine. We're going to roll with it. The power of pivoting and why it's crucial to have an open mind and open hands when it comes to your business path. Teresa tells us her story of battling breast cancer and how it shaped her mindset and personal passions moving forward. We talk about what to do with those unexpected detours and what it looks like to reframe and rebuild. Y'all, Teresa is such a powerful example of how community can impact your business's success. Her story is so inspiring, and her attitude towards life always motivates me to press on and keep moving forward. I just loved our conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear her passion and zest for life, and I just hope that it encourages you along your journey and radiate joy in how you show up for your business. All right, y'all, are you ready? Because I'm ready. Let's get into it. And this is my conversation with the incredible Teresa White. Welcome, Teresa, to the podcast. I'm so honored to have you here and just so excited to be in your presence. And 
holy guacamole, we've walked a long journey together. So it is so exciting to interview you on the podcast. I am just so honored and blessed to be here with you and just love, just love you. I just love you. Thank you. (laughs) I know. And obviously for our listeners, like Teresa and I go way back. So she is way more than a client to me. I used to call her mama T. And so (laughs) she actually helped me quit my job and walk that journey with me and sat me across the table and was like, you have to make this leap. You were born for it. You're ready for it. Go for it. You got this. And I was like, you believe in me. (laughs) And you do that for so many other women now. You know, sometimes that's all it takes is just somebody believing in you. Like you have this idea and you're like, here's what I'm thinking. Just tell me, am I just crazy? And you're like, no, and I believe in you and I support you. You can do this. You have what it takes. So true. So, so true. And I think that's almost like the permission slip that we crave as entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because you're jumping out on your own. You have no idea what to expect. And you're by yourself. Like most of us are solo entrepreneurs and you're just diving in. So having someone that believes in you and in your corner, that was definitely you for me. And I love that. Well, I loved that you were like one of the very first people I started working with. And it was your encouragement that actually took me down the route and the path that I'm on now. Oh my goodness. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and all the incredible things that you offer to other kick butt female entrepreneurs? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would be happy to. So I am a business coach working with amazing entrepreneurs, generally in the startup to the grow phase of their business. I love helping the side hustler, the person who just came up with the idea or the person who accidentally got into business and now needs help with the foundational pieces. I am an ideation, brainstormer, strategy person. Sit across the table for me and we're going to solve your business problems. And so I got into it, not by accident, but I have for years, I have 20 plus years experience working with small businesses and always been a mentor. I'm a teacher at heart. So anyone who would come across my path who just needed mentorship, advice, direction, it's my superpower. So to be able to do that. So when I started having some entrepreneurs, some small business owners, some side hustlers, some freelancers reach out to me and just say, I don't know what I need to do next. And you were one of those. I was (laughs) like, here, let's talk it through. And here's the path. And here's how you do this, but you can do it. And then when I decided to pivot from our online e-commerce business that my husband and I had, and I was doing operations consulting for a digital agency, when I decided to pivot, you and a couple of other of those entrepreneurs really encouraged me to stay in and do full-time business coaching. And of course, I had the support of my husband. So I launched into doing what I do now at the business coaching one-on-one services and group services. Uh, group coaching with amazing, amazing entrepreneurs. And I love it. And I'm just so honored and blessed to get to do this every day. Seriously. And you're so good at it. You're (laughs) so good at it. Like, especially for a lot of the entrepreneurs that you work with, they started because they love what they do. Or it was, like you said, a hobbyist or a side hustler. Like they're doing this because they have a passion for it. And then when it comes to the business side, they're like, I have to do what? (laughs) What's an LLC? Where do I even apply for that? Like, can I get that on Amazon? No? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. 
And it also comes into just going, I want this life for myself. And this is what my life needs to look like. But I really want to have that freedom and flexibility to do my own thing. I know I'm gifted. I got this. And this is my purpose. How do I make it all work? Yeah. And you're the queen of reverse engineering that. Like, you are so good about hearing their vision. And like you said, like what they want their life to look like. And then you're like, okay, let's make your business work for you in that way. And like, you do that for so many people, but can you tell me a little bit about like what that initial conversation is with entrepreneurs and how you just jump into their businesses? I feel like that's very vulnerable and you just have a very trusting, welcoming presence. And it's just like a very safe place to share those things. And then you have the strategic side that like puts it all into action. But what does that first conversation look like? And how do you get to know what success looks like for someone? So working with as many businesses over a 20 plus year career, the very first question I ask every single business owner I meet, and now I do it with my clients and actually just anyone I meet who owns a business or who's thinking about owning a business. I First, why are you want to be in business for yourself? And then why this business? Because it's so important to know just in general, why you're wanting to be self-employed and not an employee. And it can't be just because you think that this is going to be easy because it's so not easy. But then the why this particular business, because I believe that you can pivot and we need to pivot just because you start one business does not mean that's the business that you're going to have for the rest of your life. But knowing why you're self-employed first and why you want to do your own thing as opposed to being as an employee of somebody else's thing is critical because it's what's going to get you through all of the ups and downs of business, mostly the downs when you need to go back to the why, but also why this particular business, I want to know what the skill sets you have. Uh, What is it that makes this business that you want to start or grow right now matter? And who does it serve and how does it serve them? And so those are the two key points, because I think a lot of times entrepreneurs start the business and then they're wanting to be so successful in that business because I've told everybody, this is the business I'm doing in six months. That business might look different. I love that. I feel like as an entrepreneur too, and I'm not sure if you struggle with this as well, but it almost becomes part of your identity. And if you don't know those pieces first, you hold on to them too tightly. Mm -hmm. And so if you know those answers, you can pivot more freely versus like, I am a graphic designer and I build websites and branding. And it's like, do you still though? Like, how are you ever going to pivot and grow if that's where you're pigeonholing yourself? And you pivoted in your career quite a bit. So like you said, 20 years of experience, walk me through like, how did you get your start? I mean, I know your story, but our (laughs) listeners, like, I love your story. It's so amazing. (laughs) I started, of course, my background, I have an elementary education degree. So I started out as a school teacher and then shifted from there and went to corporate America as a sales rep for a payroll outsourcing company and had never done sales before. But if you can teach a sixth grader to do math and why it's important, you can pretty much sell anything. <laughs> so I did that and it was working with small businesses and I loved it. And then the transitioned to doing a lot more business development for nonprofits, still working with small businesses. So that was my professional career. And then I made a pivot and went self-employed 
And so I say that I went to start owning my own business, not a very specific business, doing my own thing. So I was a contractor for a digital agency, which is where I met you, mm-hmm. and doing operations, helping manage the whole operations the back end of the company and working with the freelancers and the, the employees of that company. And also my husband and I started a e-commerce, online e-commerce business with Amazon FBA. And we did that for about four years. And I did the consulting for five. And then when it came time to pivot, that's when I went into the business coaching. But it's been an amazing journey. But the whole time it's been working with these small businesses and their stories and how they got going and what success looks like. When I'm meeting with someone and talking with someone, I can see, start to identify what was really attributed to their success. And when they were approaching burnout, what was attributed to the burnout, what was working, what wasn't working. And I'm a lifelong learner. So I'm a firm believer. Everything I learned, I need to be sharing and teaching someone else. And so when I have a discussion, I'm like, how would you ever think about it this way? Or did you think about it this way? And it's just about, because think about it. As an entrepreneur, as our own business owner, we wear so many hats, especially if you're a solopreneur and you wear so many hats and you have so many balls that you're juggling at one time. One of the things about having a coach or having a mentor or having someone else listen to it is they're laser focused. They can see clearly which ball should be up in the air and which ones shouldn't be. And for me, that was just the easiest thing. I was like, wait a minute, have you thought about it this way? It's like an objective view of that person's business. But, you know, if someone asked me what my business superpower is, or just my superpower, it really is. I can see A, B, C, D, the whole path to get there, what obstacles might be in the way, which direction you should go. I tell my clients, it's the right next step. What's the right next step you should take to get where you're wanting to go? Mm, so true. There's a Frozen song that's called that. And I just like want to sing it right now, but I'm going to spare everyone just because we live in Nashville. doesn't mean we can sing, <laughs> but that's so true. And like, you have that again, like that strategic side now turning around. And I know as a business owner, like even for us, designing is hard. So for you, is the strategy hard on your side for doing stuff in your own business? I mean, it's like, what is it? The cobbler's kids have no shoes. Like, is it so like, walk me through what you do in your business to help you keep that ABC steps. Oh, I have to have a community. So I have to surround myself with other amazing women entrepreneurs who are walking the journey to, to just, you know, Marco Polo happens to be a great little resource that I just hop in and say, have you thought about this? To not just ask the questions or not just in the days of struggle, but to also celebrate the wins, to uh, vent on the times that you need to vent, but on the ebbs and the flows, but really it's the community because you can't, we're not meant to do any part of this life alone. You know, that's, that's just biblical. We're just not meant to do business life alone. So we have to connect and you have to have that from the very get-go because entrepreneurship can be a very lonely world. So you have to build that community. Oh, yeah. And I think there's even seasons where like, even if you have the community, it can still kind of feel lonely if you're in the wrong community. Mm, So where have you found like the right community? And like, how have you built and strengthened those relationships? 
Well, one, I also believe sometimes people are in your life for a season and not for forever. So knowing what you need in which season. And it's, you know, they say, what you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So making sure that you have peers of the same lot that are on the same kind of level that you are, but also people that are the few rungs up the ladder ahead of you. But I have really been intentional about well, one, I do have a coach. And so that was the other part. You asked me the strategy. Even coaches need coaches. Everyone needs a coach, someone that is truly paid to keep you accountable. So I have a coach, but also I've gone and connected into uh, organizations, just um, other associations. I have asked. So having some really good women biz owners like yourself to just say, okay, who should I know? Mm-hmm. Who do I need to know? Who should I get be connected to? And then you just build a relationship. It's almost like online dating. Do you have <laughs> the, uh, the, the synergy, the connection? Are you on the same path? Can they be trusted to hold your secrets and hold your, your information? And do they have the same core values that you have? And it's hard. And I would say I'm still I'm on that still on that journey of identifying who is my inner circle, and do I have the person in each one of the roles that I need? Not just the cheerleaders who are always going to tell me, "Yay, good job, good job, that's it." Someone who's really going to keep my feet to the fire, hold the mirror up, and say, "Hey, that's not being the best you." See, we need all of those different pieces. We do need the cheerleader. We need to have that person who we can call and go, so today here's my win. And you know that they're going to cheer you on, but you need to have that one that's also going to say, hey, you know, hold you accountable. And that's hard. So that's hard as a, as a business friend. It's hard as a colleague. It's hard as a spouse Mm. to see someone in their career and just, hey, this isn't in alignment with you or like, you said you were going to do this and now you're doing this. Like, what's up? Like someone that calls you out on your stuff, which is so huge. I love a piece that you said in there about the core values and like defining those core values and then knowing who fits into your circle based on that. Have you done work around that or how did you define yours? Or is that something that you're just like constantly evolving or does that not change? Core values are so important. And they evolve, though, depending on the season of your life. For me, faith and family are two that have stayed consistent the whole time that I've been in the professional realm or even in business world. And integrity, being honest, do what you say you're going to do. And I still think handshakes and, and your word still matter. And so those core values, knowing that the fun is built into them, But I believe if you know what your values are and your core values, and you've defined that for yourself, then you're going to attract those type, that same person who has similar core values, who's, you know, like-mindedness, those that believe and are as like-minded as you are. I don't do extensive work with my clients on core values as long as they know what their true north is and what matters and what their non-negotiables are because it becomes a filter to know what to filter everything through, to know, okay, does this person value the same things I value? You know, if this is 
well, an example of I have a client who doesn't value family time, then they're going to expect me to be available at 10 p.m., 2 a.m., you know, all hours of the day and night. So I would think any entrepreneur that values family time needs to make sure their clients value the family time. I think that goes back to what we first talked about too, was like defining success and like your core values align with that along with your why. And this is all of the things that like, we do this for small businesses and our brand guidelines, but like as a human being, having these written out and doing that work and having them even posted up somewhere. I know you're huge about like keeping things in front of you, (laughs) words of affirmation, like all of it. So it's like, I know those are huge for you, but like defining the success and then finding a coach, not just your community, but a coach that aligns with that. Because I had worked with a couple coaches before. And then when I met you, it was like, oh man, like she aligns with how I want my marriage to fit into my business Mm -hmm. and how I want my marriage to be in my life and Mm -hmm. how important he is to me with how I want to be a mom one day. Mm -hmm. You related to that so well. You've walked that. You're glamour now. And so like, (laughs) like there were so many boxes that every time we were talking, it was like, yes, yes, yes. And having a mentor that checked all of those core values for me was huge because there's nothing worse than someone trying to guide you that doesn't align with those values. You're so right. Oh, you're so right. Because you have to know that They've experienced it. They've done that. And they have to know what's important because the clients that I work with, the women that I get to work with, that I'm privileged to work with, all of them, they're in it because they want the freedom. They don't hustle in small periods of time. They're great to get certain goals met, but hustle isn't their middle name. It's not, I'm working all hours of the day and the night because a lot of mamas or want to be mamas or they have family. They have personal time that they want to spend. They're in this business to fit into their life that they want to live, not the business being the core of the life. And then everything else has to fit around it. So you have to get with someone who aligns with, with that. There's a coach out there, I believe, for everyone. I'm not the coach for everyone. But if that person doesn't know their values, and if I didn't know my values, I'd be working with all kinds of people who I couldn't bring them the success that they needed because we're not in alignment on what matters. So true. I love how you mentioned putting your business into your life and not your business is your life and your life fits into it. Because when entrepreneurs get started, I feel like that is the biggest misconception along with many others that we won't get into. (laughs) But how do you work with your clients to make sure that their business is now working into their life, especially if they're leaving a nine to five or something like that? So it does start back to the why. Why are we doing it? And if I know clearly what their why is and what their week needs to look like, you know, I work with them on their ideal week. Tell me, what does an ideal week in your life need to look like? Do you have littles? Do you want date night? Where does all this fit? If you're married, we have to have date nights built in. It's on my onboarding questionnaire. What does your dream life look like? And not just your business, your life, because that's the funnel to run everything through. And if an opportunity comes your way, 
then you know, wait a minute, this is going to move me away from, shift me away from volunteer time that I want to do or my kids' time that I want to do. But also when we're crafting your offer and we want to make sure your core offer is solid and what you want to be known for. If you tell me that you have 10 hours in your week to work on your business or 20 hours in week, we have to make sure that offer, that your business is in alignment for the amount of time that you can devote to it because maybe you're a mama and those littles need that time. So making sure that you know your big life vision and what that needs to be helps us make sure that that business is like a tire. You're in the center and your business is just a spoke. And in order to have that true work-life balance, we have to make sure that we know what the life looks like before we can do the work. I love that. I feel like balance has been such a trigger word recently and people Mm. are trying to find ways to replace it. How do you feel about that? Or like, what does balance look like for you? Or do you use the word balance? Or like, is it harmony? Or like, I've heard so many different ways and it's like, there is no balance. And I'm like, or do you just not know what yours is yet? Like, how do you feel about the whole life, work, family, everything balance? (laughs) I love that. And actually, I just recently read a really good book that clarifies it. So we'll talk about that. But but we have to move away from balance being like a scale. And so you got like a seesaw. You got one on one side and another thing on the other. So you got work on one side and life on the other side. And you have to make sure it's always balanced like the seesaw. It's not that. Balance is, if we remove it from being a weight and equal and look at balance in what are my priorities, what matters, what are my core values, if my faith and my family are part of my tree north and my business, and if we've identified that there's five or six, whatever those are, and how much time in that ideal week am I spending in each one of those, and sometimes maybe more, sometimes less, but that's the balance. Is the balance not equal weight, but is the balance if I want to make sure I'm spending a percentage of my time sleeping, which is so important, and a percentage of my time in my business and the percentage of my time with my family, at the end of the week when we measure that percentage, did we do it? That's the balance. What a good gut check. Yeah. And it's are you stressed? Do you feel like you're constantly running to catch up? Then you're not balanced. Something has to give that maybe you're trying to do 100% here and 100% here and 100%. Well, we don't have 300% of time. We only have 100% of the time. But everybody's like, oh, it's integration. All the different words. You just have to review what balance is. And the book that I just recently read that is so good about helping you identify this is Win at Work and Succeed at Life by Michael Hyatt and Megan Hyatt Miller. Such a good book that really brings clarity to what balance really does look like. I love that. And when you're looking around at someone else, like their balance looks totally different. Mm. So like it's defining it and doing that work again for yourself. I love all of this like self-awareness work that you have to do as a person before you step into a business. And like, you say you're a business coach, but I'm like, you're also kind of like a therapist and kind of <laughs> like a life coach and kind of like so many. That's why I'm like mama T everybody. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. 
Hey guys, Amber here. Are you ready to stand out from the crowd? Then I have the perfect thing for you. Our branding questionnaire from Copperheart Creative is our highest value document and is hands down the most important part of our branding process. Before we ever start the creative process, we require clients to fill out this in-depth questionnaire to create a clear vision and direction for their brand. This is our signature questionnaire that typically only our one-on-one clients get, but if you're looking for clarity in your branding, hop over to copperheartcreative.com and buy your copy of our very own brand questionnaire. You said having date night scheduled in and having that as a really big piece of I know that we're all business owners, but that was something that stuck out to me so mm-hmm. clearly when we first started talking and when I first met you of how much you and your husband not only like work together, which is very mm-hmm. unique within itself <laughs> uh, when you had your Amazon business, mm-hmm. but how much you guys integrate each other into your careers and your business. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how it's helped your marriage and what that looks like? Yes. Yeah, so, well, one, we do try. We don't all aren't always successful, but we do try to have date night every single week. We're in date night being focused time on our relationship, on us to just make intentional time. And it doesn't mean it has to be dinner. It we go on all kinds of adventures together, but it's intentional time devoted to our relationship. Again, that kind of that balance. It's the non-negotiable, but we start our week off what does our weeks look like and integrate, making sure that what he has going on, what I have going on, we're in a, in alignment. We know kind of what the weeks are looking like. So we know where one of us may need to fill in more or give more or knowing if there's a presentation, like he knows when I'm having prospective clarity calls with potential new clients. So that way he's asking me, texting me going, how did it go? So by being aware, by going over our schedules together and by having conversation at the start of the morning, in the morning, the start of the day, and at the end of the day, how did the day go? And sometimes in the middle of the day, just through text, we can support each other. We also can bring each other into our work life. So his job as a key account manager for a company and mine as an entrepreneur so he can understand my world and I understand his world but if we don't do that then it's almost like we start going separate directions and so it's so so important and if you're married you need to have conversation about what your day looks especially as an entrepreneur because if your spouse isn't an entrepreneur or running their own business then they may not completely get that yeah we're at home all day sitting here at the desk and one the struggles that that might cause but at the same time what we actually do <laughs> yes <laughs> we're not just shopping online like yes. all day we are yes. working and no we cannot do the laundry right now we'll do it later at five o'clock thank you <laughs> yes And just them understanding. So thankfully, he does have a little bit more of an entrepreneurial mind, but I will have clients at the time. He'll say, you know, I just worked, I put so many hours into this project. And when I showed my husband, say, hey, look at this website that I just did or this workflow I did within this system. And they're going, oh. Great. And just like, wait a minute, you don't know. I gave birth to this project and <laughs> this I struggled. <laughs> there was a whole labor and delivery of this. And I need you to show more excitement. But if they really can see the process of what you do and understand 
what you're doing. One, my husband's a great referral source. So, cause he knows exactly what I'm doing and he can tell other people what I'm doing, but he also understands the highs and the lows when I have them because he understands what I'm doing, but he's my biggest cheerleader. So knowing that he's there and gets what I do, he may not understand exactly, but he knows enough about what's going on in my business to know when I need the support, when I need the encouragement, when I need the celebration, and is always on the lookout to help make it better and make it easier for me. And that's your life partner. Like you yeah. want to include them in these things. Yes. And if you're not, like you said, you're just growing apart and that's mm-hmm. not And I'm not saying I'm giving Gavin access to my email account or my Squarespace login, but like he knows what's going on in my business enough to know, like you said, the wins. And I just love how you guys integrate that and your date nights. Like you guys are just wonderful examples for how marriage and business and family, how that all looks together. And it's been an honor to know you guys and have Gavin to know you guys and see that too. Like not just having you as a as a mentor and a friend and as a coach, like now Gavin can see, oh, wow, she's an entrepreneur and he understands and they still do this. And you guys have been married for how long? 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Yeah. That you. was a big one this year. It was, yeah. <laughs> I know that that is just so important and having that rock solid person by your side through all of the up and downs. I think that that's huge. And I know there was a big up and down for you a couple years ago. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So one, one, God always, he goes ahead. He already knows what's happening, what transition. So when I became self-employed, it was a good season to be self-employed because we had a lot of journeys we had to walk through. And one of those unexpected journeys, we I'll never forget, we had just attended a conference for our Amazon business. We had been one year in, into our Amazon business, had built this from scratch. I didn't even know what FBA Amazon was until my husband introduced me to it. And then a what year- What does it mean? FBA? Fulfilled by Amazon. So it means that we buy the products, send it into Amazon. They took care of everything. So they fulfilled all of our orders and we had just attended this conference. We had just hit while we were at the conference, we were a little, a woman shop been in business for a year and we hit the six figure mark in sales, celebrating everything. Then we came back home and I was on a buying trip. I had already scheduled all my doctor's appointments for the whole year because I just had this knowing that something was probably off in my body. Not that there was any medical situation or anything. I was having no symptoms. So I was like, okay, but I knew I just needed to get appointments scheduled. And it had been a while since I'd had a mammogram. I was about to hit 45 and I had my first mammogram at 40 and never had another one. And so that was scheduled. I was on a buying trip with Amazon when I got the call that I needed to come in and have scans done again. We had just gotten back celebrating this big win in our company. We were on a trajectory. We had our whole next year planned out of what we were doing for Amazon business. And on October 1st of 2015, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And you talk about throwing all those plans that you have, you know, you can make them, but sometimes life happens and can shift. So we had to pivot. 
and we pivoted well. So I am now five years cancer free. So yes, (laughs) but it was early detection. It was just that knowing and it's become part of my story for the longest. I didn't know what my story was uh, because I, I didn't have to do chemo radiation. We caught it so early and there were so many other women out there who had it so much worse, who had to do the chemo, who had to do a mastectomy, who had to have all of these things. And some, I mean, lots who lost their life to it. We, mine was such early detection and I was kind of like, God, why, you know, I know that there's a reason why mine was detected early, why I knew that I had it before I had it. And now that story is just, it is early detection. It is following your gut. It is trusting that knowing that, you know, for me as a woman of faith, that knowing is God prompting me and telling me, and I listen to that voice all the time now, because I know he's not steering me wrong, but you know, you've gut instinct, whatever that inner knowing, when you have it, you follow it. Also is really to know too, at that point facing, we didn't know how serious it was until we had the surgery. So knowing that, am I okay? Now that I know I'm cancer free, what do I want my life to look like? What matters? So putting worry and anxiety and all of that to the side and just living the best life that I can live and help as many people as I can help and be the best me that I can be matters so much more than how much money I have in the bank account. It's not about all the money. It's not money is nice, but it just gives you great perspective on what's really, really important. And I'm a better mom. I'm a better grandmother. I'm a better wife. And I'm a better friend. I'm a better coach. I'm just a better person overall, having gone through that journey. And seeing you walk that with such grace and understanding and like, you're not a very flashy person. So like you weren't like, hey, guess what? But you had incredible, like you were talking about that community before, like community pulling in and supporting Mm -hmm. you and building that business with the freedom to like take care of yourself versus if you were in a role otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting now that you're here, do you ever look back and just see where God connected all those dots for you and where you are today? Like I have goosebumps right now (laughs) thinking about it. Oh, absolutely. I can look back at every struggle and see why I had to go through that struggle. Why, you know, we were never promised an easy life. You know, we were told there's going to be trials. But on the other side of those trials, I can look back and go, I could not have gotten to this place or learned this piece of information or had this kind of empathy had I not gone through some of the things that. I've gone through and having no history of breast cancer in a family, especially like right now, there's another part of where I can see where I can connect the dots because my mother, we didn't realize that she had breast cancer. We just thought she was going into, and that was this year. So she went in, found out she had some, she was just getting it removed, did not know it was cancer until after it was already completely removed. But having gone through my journey, I was able to walk her through her journey. So there's always a reason 
there's a reason for everything, but it's being able to look at it, to see what lessons you've learned from it and how, where you can apply it and to move forward or to help others to move forward. Absolutely. You're taking your lesson and you're immediately paying it forward because you're the most incredible human I've ever met. So (laughs) that just doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) I love it. Well, and too, I know you are very much so, like I say this because I'm just like, I love you and I'm going to say this. So like you're a very big planner. You're very strategic. (laughs) When life throws things at you like that or things completely unexpected that will knock you out if you're not prepared. And we're never prepared for those things to come because we aren't looking for that. Right. I know there's got to be other listeners that are maybe not walking that similar journey, but walking something that might also have thrown them off their plan. What got you through those hard days? One, just the support of family and friends. Just knowing that there was so many people that I could lean on if I needed to lean on. And I'm not the person who asks for help. I'm always the one helping and serving others. And it's hard to be served, but learning to allow others to step in and help. And I am, you're right. My family, everyone's like, you're the planner, you're the planner. And I am the planner. (laughs) And for the longest, I hated when anything messed up with my plans. But I am also a plan A and a plan B. And I know some people say, don't do a plan B because you need to rely and trust that plan A will work. But I am a plan A, plan B. But you have to be able to pivot. Pivoting, and I. this has just come from the journey and experience. You have to be able to pivot because if you can't, that's when you get broken. You think about that. Think about if you're not able to bend and shift like a tree or anything. If you can't bend with the ebbs and the flows, then you're going to break and you're going to break in half. And part of it was I knew I couldn't break because yes, I had all the support, but I am the mama. I'm the the one that everyone comes to to help solve all the things. I'm the that person and I'm the strong one. And so I knew I couldn't break. I had too many people who relied on me and depended on me. And so knowing that, okay, this came as a curveball. How does it fit? How does it fit into what I do? Because again, it comes back to, if you know the why, if you know what your values are, what you, what you need it to do, if you've got that, then it's like, okay, maybe I can't, it's just like driving. It got the detour. It's like, well, okay, I'm just going to sit here until that detour is moved. Well, no, you're going to find a different way, a different route to get where you need to go. May not look the same that you had envisioned, but can you still get where you're you're wanting to go? Or you might have insight that maybe the direction you were going needs to be something else. And then this roadblock, this pivot means you are pivoting and going a slightly different direction because it's not the direction you were supposed to go. Oh, that's the hardest thing to accept. And it's like looking back at old detours, you're like, yeah, that was so obvious. (laughs) Yeah. In the detour, in the driver's seat, not so easy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I used this analogy the other day for the granddaughter. I said, so yeah, we can look at that flat tire or that detour. We'll talk about the detour. That detour has keeping us from reaching our destination, but we don't know if that detour is there because had we kept going down that journey, 
our whole life. I mean, like so much, it would keep us from getting toward our purpose and pursuing our calling that that detour was actually there to protect us and not to hinder us. And that sometimes something that we see in life as a pitfall or as not going our way or something that's really devastating or a failure actually isn't that it is to kind of redirect us to going in a maybe a different way or seeing something in a little bit differently or to teach us a lesson that we need that we may apply years later and sometimes we don't even know why the detour was there the thing I was teaching uh, the granddaughter is that we could have had a flat tire on the way here and can really get all upset over the flat tire, but we don't know that that flat tire was keeping us from being involved in a car accident. And we would never know that. That's just not something. We just have to trust. Trust that when the detour comes, acknowledge it, accept what can we change about it, and then pivot and keep moving because we've got to keep moving. This is just a bold statement. Would you say that the detour of having breast cancer opened the journey of coaching women and walking them through their journey? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because as anyone knows, going out into your own business and on your own is a risk and it can be stressful and it can be so many things. It's scary. It's really scary. So many businesses quit within the first three years. They get burnt out. So many, especially entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. And by going that journey, by surviving breast cancer, by doing those things, it's kind of like, okay, that was big. If I can do that, then I can definitely do my own business. Because it also comes back to what do I have to lose? We are so much about, okay, well, this could happen or this could happen or this can happen. Well, when you have, when you face cancer or any kind of big thing like that, that could mean loss of life or now you're looking at going, okay, I've got, I've got my life, my whole life ahead of me. And what am I going to do about, it? well, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? Start my own business, go out on my own as a coach and help others. What's the worst thing that can happen? Give it a shot. Give it a go and do it. But I also think it, for me, it brings into my coaching the ability to empathize, but to also help and okay, listen, this is not the end. Yes, this is a setback, but it's not the end. And really and truly, seasons, anyone who knows me, I didn't used to speak in seasons. It was like, this is my life trajectory. And, and yeah, maybe I had different career paths, but trajectory. And now I'm like, in this season, this is where I am. In this season, this is what I'm doing. And it is for a season. Now that season may be the next 20 years. It may just be the next five years. It's a season. And I'm going to enjoy and appreciate the season that I'm in. So good. <laughs> so, so good. That life trajectory. I mean, talk about what is that quote of like, make your own plans and, and God laughs or something yes, like that. Yes. It's like, yeah. okay, I, I get that. <laughs> and my verse is Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know, for God knows the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, 
and to give you a hope in a future. And so when you keep that and go, yes, God has the plans. And I think you and I talked about it once. You know, we can look at it and go as a planner, okay? And as just as a human, we want to see the whole vision. We want to know where we're going and we want to see that. And sometimes we can't be given that big vision or we might not ever step out into it because it could be too scary and we would never move forward. And it's hard to put our trust in, but God never said, I'm going to show you that whole picture. He's just said, I'm going to shine a light into your feet. And that's what he's doing. He shows you the next step. And you just have to have the faith to take that next step. As much as we want to see the whole picture, we got to trust. We got to trust that we're not ready for the whole picture. We're just being shown the next step. And you just take the next step. I love that. And I'm always preaching about big, scary dreams. And it's like, sometimes they're crippling, fierce, big, scary dreams. Mm -hmm. And you feel this calling in your heart that you feel like you're supposed to be doing something, but you don't know how you're ever going to get there. And I'm like, that's the big, scary dream part. But when God gives you a glimpse into that dream and you see just this, a slimmer of light come from that. And it's like, I think I know what I'm going towards and here's the direction And then that builds into something else. And then that builds into something else. And I've seen that in your journey. I've seen that in my journey. And I've seen that in so many of our just communities journey of just what that looks like. Well, I just love spending time with you. And it just fills my heart so much to be here with you today. What can we expect from you in the future? And what does coaching look like for you? How can someone work with you and be a part of what you're doing? So one of my things, and you know this, when you're so passionate about what you do, it's hard to actually charge for it. Uh, So (laughs) one of the things that I do and that is different, and my coach had to just get comfortable with it as well, but I do what's called a clarity call. I am about, my husband says the Zig Ziglar quote, so you can have everything in life you want if you will just help other people get what they want. And it boils down to help enough people get what they want. You'll get what you want. And so I've known for forever. I'm called to mentor and support and help young women in their business, in their professional journey, in whatever I can help with. And now my prayers always God send me who I can help today and who I can serve the most today. So I offer this thing called a clarity call, and it really is a mini coaching session. Bring me your question. Bring me your problem. Let's talk it through it. I believe that people are one degree of separation from each other. So you might not be the client for me or ready to hire a coach, but you may know someone who does. So my business is built on referrals mostly, but a clarity call is the first step, but it is not just a sales call. It really is a mini coaching. So I do one-on-one coaching and I do group coaching. So right now, you talk about future, I am working on my program to relaunch in the fall. It's called Soar in 90 Days. And it is for that entrepreneur who has this vision of their business and a dream of their business. And they really want to start or they're pivoting and starting a new business. And it's to walk through every step and step by step to get that business going and getting clients within that 90 days. And in a community of other people walking alongside with them. So my website is TeresaWhite.com. That's Teresa without an H, white like the color.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Teresa A. White. And I'm on Instagram. And 
I have to speak to the value that you bring Mm -hmm. to the women that are walking through your coaching program because I have personally walked through it, not the group coaching, but one-on-one because I love you and I get to to do with the one-on-one stuff. And being able to see it in my community too of the women or even clients that we've served. Dana from our previous podcast has walked through your program and I know just absolutely loved it. And I've seen her just grow so much through that. So it's just so cool to see the community come together and just how you pour into women is so, so important and the values that you bring to the table and having that alignment with the women that you serve is a gift that is bigger than any dollar amount or anything you could ever do for someone's business or for yourself. So thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I always love to end the podcast on one question specifically, and that is, what is one piece of advice that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Okay. My biggest piece of advice, especially if you're looking to start help growing your business and things is finding someone who can believe in you, believe in your big, scary dream, who will hold you accountable to that big, scary dream and to the action steps that you need to take to make that achievable and find that person. And whether that be in a community and a business bestie, or if that is finding a mentor in a program or hiring a coach, you've got to find someone who believes in what you're wanting to accomplish and your goals for that business. Amen. Because we are not meant to do this alone. And it's so important to have that. And honestly, someday is not a day of the week. Sometimes you just need to start. Action creates momentum. So you just need to start. Mm. I'm motivated. I don't know what I need to do today. I haven't looked at my hit list yet, but I'm like, let's do something. (laughs) Just get started. I love the someday comment because that is, oh, I'll do this one day. Or when things slow down, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. Or once my kids are in elementary school, I don't have kids, but I'm just like, there's so many excuses that we make for ourselves. but just starting starting. 10 minutes, five minutes, an hour, whatever you can do, just start. Just start. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Teresa, for being on the podcast today. And it's such a such a gift as always. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for inviting me and having me on. I have so enjoyed this. It's fun. And this is your first podcast episode. Yes. What? How? It is my very first podcast episode. But that's on my goal list this year is to do more podcasts. And I am so honored that this was my first one. You have made this so easy and uh, so much a conversation, and I have really, for, as a, for my first experience, this was just amazing. I was telling um, a client earlier, I said, it's such an honor that the first podcast I'm going to be on is one of my very first clients, someone who calls me Mama T <laughs> and who I absolutely adore. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. Mm. Good job for your first one. This is amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I can't wait to hear what our listeners think. And I just know that this is going to fill their hearts so much. And just the vulnerability and the wisdom and just the pieces of life that you've walked through that are just so helpful, no matter what season we're walking through in life or entrepreneurship. So thank you. Yes. Hey guys, I absolutely love putting together this content for you each week. 
If you're loving the show, I'd really love to hear from you. Head on over to the podcast app, scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews, and I'd love to know how you saw pieces of your heart reflected in today's episode. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and turn their passion into purpose. Oh, 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 oh